Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, I'm excited to talk to you today. We're going to be talking about how to foster independent play without screens. Three easy steps. Now, this is super important because summer is coming, right, my friends? And I know you may feel already out of control a bit. Your house may be a disaster. And I just know it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming to find time. And now with your kids coming home in the summer, And trying to find how you're going to fit in all these things and just needing extra time, extra energy, and extra to do all the things that moms do, right? So I would love to connect with you. Come on over to my website. It's birdmichelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, and connect with me. Grab a coaching session with me and let's hang out and figure out how you can get an extra couple hours in your week, especially with your kids coming home. You want to save that time to be with them. So come on over and I can help you manage your time and figure out the best solutions for you. Now, on that note, this episode, we're going to jump into how to foster independent play without screens. Now, I know it can always be hard to keep kids entertained, especially when you're trying to work from home, right? They're jumping in the background and you're trying to concentrate, maybe attend a meeting. You're trying to meet deadlines. You have to do all the things that you normally would do, but just have extra distractions of kiddos asking questions and interrupting and jumping around and causing fights, right? It's so easy to hand them a screen and say, here you go, just be on this whole morning while mommy tries to get some work done. And I have to say, I have done that more than once. Hand up in the air, totally me. But I know I definitely did this when we were in San Diego over vacation. I had several meetings in the morning. And so I said, okay, your screen time is going to be in the morning when I have my meetings. And my kids were super excited because they usually don't get any screen time or they get very limited screen time. So they could not wait for me to have another meeting or another meeting or another meeting. Do you have a meeting? 
And it became a really difficult deal then when I had to pull back and say, nope, I don't have a meeting or this meeting, I can be interrupted and I don't need you to be on your screens or you shouldn't be on your screens. You can go find something else to do. Then there was a lot of pushback and it was extra painful. So we would love to avoid that for you. We want to be able to figure out a schedule of independent play and kind of how you foster that over the summer to keep your kids entertained while you are working. Because it can be really difficult, right, moms, of like you just want to pull out your hair while your kids are screaming and you're trying to get things done. There seems like there's no other solutions. So let's talk about it. I have three super easy steps of how to foster some independent play, as well as I'll break it down of how old your kids are and what is a good thing to do for that age group. So grab a piece of paper and a pen if you're a note-taking girl. And if you want, you can always, if you're at your computer listening to your headphones, go ahead and write some notes. You can pull up a document and just write on there. But oftentimes I know when we're listening to podcasts, myself included, that we're running around, right? We're in the car, we're doing laundry, we're doing something else. So if you are busy, no worries. You can always pause this. You can replay it if you're in the car. Or if you do have your hands free, you can always write down in the notes section of your phone the top of the episode title or maybe the number so you can come back to it and then some notes about it. I find that that's the easiest because then we all have our phones with us, right? So you can go back to your phone, go back to that note and just keep taking notes once you stop or jump off all the things. All right, without any further ado, let's get started. Here are three super easy steps. So number one, you want to figure out structure. Find kind of a rhythm and a work structure that works for your family. Now that probably does look different as you're traveling or as you're at home, but you want to kind of find a structure that works, whether that be your kids playing in the morning and you getting work done, or maybe they play in the afternoon and you get work done and you hang out with them in the morning, some kind of normal routine that looks similar every day. So you can kind of put in your work block those days and then you will be able to get a sufficient like, okay, I can get these two hours here consistently every day or this is the time I'm going to move my work block to this time. Now, along with that, it may, as we mentioned, involve shuffling your work block. You could shuffle it to the morning If your kids sleep in or kind of don't want to do anything in the morning, this tends to be if you have older kids, because the older kids like to hang out, at least mine, and sleep in my teenager. And they have like a really slow time that they kind of wake up and start doing stuff. And then once they're on, they're on. 
Or maybe you have little kids and they are up at 5 a.m., right? And they're jumpy and they're like ready to go. But then in the afternoon, they crash and need nap time. So you just kind of figure out your rhythm with your family and your kiddos and what works for you. So maybe you do that work block two or three hours in the morning before the kids get up or as they're waking up, you kind of shift your work block a little earlier because you don't have to take them to school. Maybe your work block can start, mine usually starts at 10 o'clock after I get back from taking them to school and then I kind of clean up the house, have some breakfast and do my devotion and then jump in. But maybe that looks different over the summer. Maybe I move that up an hour or two so that I can really have some independent time before they get all jumpy and start rummaging through things. So just think about when your work block can move and be creative about when you're going to shift it around, but try to be consistent of the time that you shifted it. So find that rhythm, find that structure for your week that you are at home, move it around according to your kids and when they're up and when they're moving and then when they want to go do something. You also might look at your meeting or work schedule for the week and maybe your kids could go to camp in the morning or go to a friend's house in the morning. An idea would be that if you want to swap with some other moms that work. Maybe there's a day that you swap. Maybe you take their kids for four hours in the morning on a certain day and then they take yours. That's always an idea. Get creative about looking at your week a little bit differently. So that's number one, kind of find your structure, find your rhythm, because it will be a little bit different. And don't be afraid to move that work block around a little. Maybe it's in the evening after the kids go to bed. So number two is set some boundaries. Now these can be physical boundaries and they will definitely help with some independent play. Now I used to do this with our kiddos when they were really little, when they stopped napping and I did this automatically and I have heard other people talk about it, but it just came to mind of first they had their place spot was, okay, if you don't want to nap, you just need to stay in your bed with some quiet toys. And then the next level was you can stay in your room with quiet toys or being quiet. And now as my kids are older, it's kind of moved out of that phase, but we still have a set rhythm of a downtime in the afternoon where they can read or they can relax, but that's a set downtime. I found that that was really important when they're at the age of five through 11. And also when they were really little, it was too, because they usually would just fall asleep as nap time, but it got more important as they just needed some downtime and almost a excuse for just sitting and being still. And they really needed to just re-energize. I have two introverts and one extrovert. The extrovert even needed some downtime. So it can happen. But as I said, so age one through four, set a boundary of a place, kind of like their bedroom or their bed or a mat, like a yoga mat or something, and have some toys down there. And then just set a timer. Say, okay, this is your spot for the next hour or so and here are some toys for you and maybe at that time like a special box comes out. I know an idea of 
a meeting box has come where you might have special toys while you need to be working or during your work block or during a meeting. And that special group of toys only comes out during the time that you need to get stuff done so that your kids know that there's this special box that will come out and then it goes away so that their desire for it is is more so that when you do bring it out, it will keep them entertained. So it's a key thing. You can use that when they're very little, but they'll grow out of it. So what do you do in the next phase? The next phase, five through 11, we kind of talked about a little bit, but it's a lot easier to reason with them and say, okay, mommy needs to work for an hour or two hours or whatever the time is. I need to get these things done. So between two and four, I'm going to be working. If you need me, I'll be downstairs or I'll be in the kitchen or I'll be at this spot. And these are the things that you can do during that time. You can read, you can build a fort, you could draw, you can play with Legos, you can put together a puzzle. So you just want to give them a bunch of different ideas of things that they can go and do. And even if they whine, even if they complain, don't take out those screens. Because if you take out those screens one time, the next time it's going to be harder not to. And so forth and so forth. It's like rolling down a big hill. Once you start, it's hard to stop. Age 12 through 15, I would say, they should have more responsibilities. So maybe a summer job, maybe there's summer homework or there's chores all those kind of things. But I think the summer is a really good time just to regroup and take a deep breath. So as we said in the very beginning of setting your structure, what's the rhythm that you naturally fall into with your kids, with your family? When do they want to go do stuff? When do they not? So I've also done kind of a down day. One day is like, okay, we're going to go to Great America, which is a big amusement park. And the next day is going to be kind of a down day. And so that day, I know it can get more of my work done. So you may also shift your work block as far as days, but I would suggest doing it at the same time each day, but you may just have to shift it around of what it looks like right now. And then secondly, we talked about those boundaries. Those are more physical boundaries of you can be in this space or you can have these things to work with for this specific time. Now, just in general, I think it's really important as you kind of look ahead and you're planning and you're thinking about Q1 and then Q2, Q3, each quarter in the year, I think it's important to kind of lower our expectations over the summer. Realize that when your kids are home all day, you just will not be able to get as much done as you would like. So if you have some goals that you've already set, maybe you want to shift them so that maybe you're used to doing one or two days working on a big project for your work. And so you kind of want to shift that so that those big projects, maybe they're outside of summer. Maybe you just hold off on those extra couple hours that you would put into big projects to pour into your kiddos before they go back to school. Because I know it is hard to pull away from work, especially when you have deadlines or you're really productive and you're getting stuff done. 
But I think just realizing that your kids are only going to be home for so many days and you only have so much time with them to also just relax our expectations and just to take this time to know that it just might not look the same. So give yourself a little bit of grace with your kids, lowering your expectations of what you want to get done during this quarter. So as we talked about, how to foster independent play without screens. Number one is to find that structure, find that rhythm that works for your family of outside time, playing, doing things so that you get a set work block in and you don't have to resort to screens. Number two is setting boundaries, like physical boundaries of you can be here or you can play with this for this amount of time. Number three, is lowering your expectations and realizing that you're just not going to get everything you want done, but that this is okay. And this is a special time to be with your kids and to hang out with them. So take some time to hang out and be with them. They don't need to be on screens all the time. I really hope these tools have helped you and that you use them to establish some new routines and keep your kids busy and off screens for the most part over summer. If you need more help with managing time and learning more time management skills, I would love to connect with you. Let's do a coaching call and I can help you get unstuck. Come on over to my website. It's birdmichelle.com, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. And I would love to connect and we can hang out. All right, now go have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 